0: Your daily dose of Donna. Happy Monday, Monday, January 29th. We're finally in the last week of January. It's shocking that we made it here, but we did. And I am wearing my absolutely shirt. If you pick this up, I look like a linebacker. Those of you that don't know, I have merch. This is based on our man Mauricio. Mauricio, absolutely. See the two dots over the U. You can buy all your merch over at slash door. Uh, Those of you that are new here, welcome. Welcome to a fun hour a day where you can get away from, you know, the negativity and the drama and just walk right into the negativity and the drama because, hey, we're talking about reality TV. We are talking about housewives. We're talking about Bravo. We're talking about celebrities. And unfortunately, as much as we would like to only pretend it's all rainbows and puppies. It's not. It's not. We do have a couple of tricky subjects to get into today, but we're going to talk about it all. Speaking of tricky subjects, because today's episode has a heavy um, subject matter, we're going to be talking about S.A. and, um, you know, Assault in general, we're gonna be talking about the Caroline Manzo and the Brandy Glanville story. So I want to remind you guys to uh those of you that don't want to be talking about that, just you can know that I will put timestamps later and you'll have timestamps in the show notes. But it's actually kind of a crazy amazing uh world we live in because do you guys wanna know who this week's sponsor of Daily Dose of Donna is? This week's sponsor is BetterHelp. It's sponsored by online therapy company BetterHelp. And I really want to tell you guys a little bit about it. Um, BetterHelp is something that is so necessary. It's so necessary for anyone out there. Therapy is quite expensive in general. And it's also hard to find a good therapist. I know this personally. I do not have, you know, any uh, distance from therapy. My whole life, I've gone to therapy on and off for a variety of reasons, childhood stuff, anxiety, depression, 9-11. I remember I had to go to a therapist, et cetera, et cetera. So I am a big, big fan of um, therapy. And what's really cool is that if you are out there trying to kind of work on yourself, which I am right now, as you guys know, um, it's really important to try to find ways outside of just yourself, right? You do need to kind of uh, find someone that helps you, maybe better yourself, sees you from an outside perspective, possibly if you're in a relationship and you need some sort of a relationship guidance or help. Lance and I have gone to couples therapy for 15 years, literally since we were engaged. Maybe it's a little bit less than that. So I am a big, big fan of therapy. Um, I know many people that use BetterHelp. In fact, I just signed up for BetterHelp because of this lovely uh, relationship. And I am so excited because I filled out my form. You, They ask you all kinds of questions. You fill out like, are you a female, male? Do you prefer a female? What are you struggling with? What kind of a therapist do you like? Et cetera, et cetera. And so I, um, I'm i really looking forward to going through the process live with you guys. Um, I think it's really important if you're thinking of starting therapy to give BetterHelp a try. It's all online, which is really helpful because we all know it's hard to get around and Our schedules are all crazy. So it's convenient, it's flexible, it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out that brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is so important. It's so important. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not, as we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Donna, that's D-A-N-A, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Donna. Donna, D-A-N-A. So I hope you guys all take advantage of, of uh, BetterHelp. And I will let you guys know how my experience goes as well. I find it very interesting. Another little note before we get into the fun part. My podcast class, I stopped talking about it for a couple of weeks for whatever reason because I had so many other things that were I was announcing. My podcast class, I pushed the start date and um, I already – told the people that have already signed up. I pushed it because I just want to give it more of a marketing push. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, it's four weeks, five sessions with me and a small intimate group. The link is below. You can join. And if you have any questions, shoot me a DM or an email. Um, you can find all my info here on the YouTube channel or in the um, on my Instagram. All right, let's get into the show. We've got some news. Number one, Golden Bachelorette. I think it's kind of it's coming up. You guys, I think it's going to happen. I'm telling you honestly, Golden Bachelorette is is obviously, I think we all kind of assumed it was going to happen after Gary. You know, if Golden Bachelorette comes back and Gary is not going to make an appearance, I'll be so bummed. Like, can we do Golden Bachelorette without having AI Gary back? I don't know. I'm I'm feeling a little nervous about it, but Yes, we have news according to ABC's Rob Mills, he's a executive over at ABC and he teases that The Golden Bachelorette is coming. Something will be coming soon. Obviously everyone's been talking about how how can we not let this happen, right? Um he says he cautioned that he wants to be really careful to make sure that the spinoff can be as impactful as The Golden Bachelor, which I think is really important that they're not just going to, you know, throw some bad casting together. They do actually want to find people that find strong love. Do you guys know that The Golden Bachelor marked the strongest average for any season of an ABC unscripted series in five years? That is huge. That's since American Idol with an average of 9.9 million multi-platform viewers after 35 days of viewing. That is insane numbers. So obviously there is an audience for this. I think, you know, the, the, the world in general maybe is sick of just drunk 20-year-olds and wanna, they want to see like some real love. They want to see some real love and some, um, you know, I don't know. Like it's something relatable. I told you when I was watching The Golden Bachelor, I felt more like those 70-year-old women than I feel like the 20-year-old women on the on the regular Bachelor. And also shout out to Susan and Kathy, especially those two um, who have been on tour together. Basically, they went on vacation together. Follow them on Instagram. It is quite enjoyable. If they don't get some sort of a deal... Watch they get at least a podcast. I feel like they're, they're at least going to get a podcast. I think there's a big audience out there for this crowd. Um, I, am, I am definitely out there. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, bring it on. Okay, let's talk about a couple other things. So the Reddit community has gone crazy over, apparently, Sutton Strack shooting the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion on Friday. They were shooting the reunion and something happened apparently where Seton had to get rushed to the hospital. And, you know, somewhere, a little bird, Teddy Mellencamp, said, it's probably because she carries vodka in her purse. Just kidding. Teddy didn't say that. I just had to throw that out there. I imagine um, it could be for a variety of reasons. Honestly, anxiety, dehydration, this is why I believe that Crystal Remember at the last episode when they were driving up the mountain and she was getting car sick, I think it was probably all leading to some sort of anxiety. She probably didn't sleep a lot the night before. They were drinking wine, et cetera, sangria. She had maybe a mixture of anxiety, dehydration, car sickness, like, and that's why her veins were popping. I did Google. I did Google why your veins pop. Because if you notice, negative 8.5, Anne-Marie, Anna-Marie, she was just standing there. Now, I don't know if it was editing, but they were like, Anna Marie, we need a nurse. And she was like, mm, Crystal, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely um, probably a mix of dehydration. I have a feeling Crystal will be fine because I think she shows up for the rest of the uh, the trip. Um, so we don't know specifically why Sutton went to the hospital, but it's got to be pretty bad if you're going to the hospital. Maybe she was feeling really faint, maybe whatever. I guarantee you they just gave her an IV. And she was probably ready to go too. Josh says, if I had to sit in that building for 12 hours, I'd probably fake a fainting episode to get out of there too. Honestly, though. Now, we do know or we've heard a rumor that Kathy Hilton did stop by the reunion. I'm curious if that's true or not. And we know that Kyle and Kathy are on good terms. Pretty much, I think, since she broke up with Mauricio. Kyle and Kathy are now on good terms. In fact, the three of them were at Phoenix... What's Paris Hilton's husband's last name? Room? Phoenix Room? He's just Hilton. He has to be Phoenix Hilton, right? There's no way that Paris' son is not Phoenix Hilton. But I believe that um, Phoenix, well, so Phoenix had a birthday party. And you guys, the more I think about the Paris Hilton show, Paris in love. And this is just like this sits with me for a long time because it's one of those things I was really enjoying watching but I was watching in awe because I couldn't believe that this person existed. I'm sorry. Paris Hilton is an anomaly to me. But the more I think about it, I saw a picture of her at Phoenix her son's first birthday. I'm sure they did a whole shebang. I'm sure it was cute and whatever. Maybe a bunch of you guys saw a ton of pictures, but I think I found it very interesting. There was one picture where she's holding Phoenix in front of a backdrop, like a step and repeat that says, hashtag sliving mom, which is Paris Hilton's like thing. She always says something about sliving. I don't get it. You guys tell me what that means. Is it like slay living? I don't know. But this is your son's birthday and you're making it about you. I I, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I am worried that we're seeing a complete... Uh, cycle of what we've heard about how Kathy Hilton was as a mother and how big Kathy was as a mother. I find it very concerning. I don't know. The one thing I took away from watching Paris in Love is this woman is not a natural, it doesn't, it didn't come to her naturally to be like the mothering part. We saw that, right? Where she was scared to change the diaper, et cetera. And To be honest, I think it's the exact same with Kathy. And reading House of Hilton, it was big, Kathy. Um, I I, I find it all really like, ooh. Now, Kathy Hilton, of course, was at the birthday. So was Kim Richards, and so was Kyle. Kyle, all I want is the number to Kyle's dermatologist, plastic surgeon, and and facialist or something. Kyle Richards looks phenomenal right now. I don't understand what she's doing. She looks like Courtney Cox in this picture. Let me find it really fast for you guys. It's a little um, Kyle posted it. It's a little bit of a it's like a reel. So let me make sure the music's low. I mean, these three doesn't she look just like Courtney Cox? She's stunning. I mean, Kathy looks gorgeous. Kim looks pretty good. I mean, for Kim, Kyle looks insanely good, and honestly, if their last if their names weren't K, I would say they need to have a show called KKK. You just can't do a show called KKK. Like, that's probably not going to pass. But wow, these women are stunning. I mean, and watching season one of Beverly Hills, we realize that that is a completely new face. <laughs> A completely new face. Anyway, um, a couple other Beverly Hills stories that will pop up today. Um, hmm. Well, number one, let's talk about Denise Richards and this weed dinner. So Denise Richards, as you guys remember from that, I'm trying to do Denise's face. Denise Richards was Mm -hmm. at that THC dinner at Kyle's house and and she remember it was a the the chef his name is I don't want to get it wrong so I'm going to pull it up exactly cuz I want to make sure the herbal chef that's what he goes by on Instagram and he is um a really cool dude it looked like but he cooks with THC now if you remember watching the show he was very explanatory he was very knowledgeable and most importantly he was very clear that if you want THC in your food please give us, you know, the amount. If you do not, we will not put it in your food. It's very important, I think, for his business that he doesn't, you know, uh, like put people in situations where they're not going to feel comfortable. Now, I will tell you guys something. I, I mentioned this already, I think last week, I got so high. I got so high on Monday, on Sunday, not yesterday, but the week before with one of those can drinks, C-A-N-N. Okay. And I didn't mean to, I've had them before. I don't know if I've had a full one. I've definitely shared one with Lance, but I think I had a full, I don't even think I finished it. Cause I remember giving Lance the end when I started to feel a little too high. When I tell you the amount, ima- what my body went through for two hours on Sunday night, some people really enjoy this feeling. Lance loves being high. I felt like I wanted off the ship. I was like, get me off this ride. I want off. It's like when you're on one of those rides at a carnival and you go like this to the, to, you know, you cover your mouth and you put your hand up to the instructor or whatever the, not the instructor, the guy that like runs the ride. I'm like, get me off this ride. I'm so high. I hated every second of it. My mouth was sandpaper. I couldn't like, I kept like messing with my body. Like I could, and every... I couldn't function and focus like I was watching Shits Creek. Lance was like, "Let's watch something funny." Let's watch something that you're going to enjoy. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to get into Shits Creek and I'm watching and I'm like, "What is happening?" I can't follow the story. Like I have no idea, right? Now, Joy says take CBD if you get overweeded, which is actually really interesting because I went into a store this weekend when I was in Temecula for the wedding. I went into a store with Lance and they sold all kinds of like CBD products and bath bombs and, you know, creams. They also sold THC, et cetera. But the guy did say that if you get really high, you should take CBD and it kind of, like evens it out. Well, I'll tell you something. I was Googling how to stop feeling high and no one had that response on my Google search. The only thing people were saying was time, water time. I was like, Oh my God, I ate so much. And I think I didn't have the munchies. I just was like trying to like move it through. (laughs) It was not good. Now, Lance looked at me like, what is wrong with you? I drink the exact same amount as you, but he's taller than me and he has a stronger tolerance for that. But I am not a weed person. Now, Denise Richards came to this THC event effed up. If you want to rewatch the episode, it is so clear. She's off from the moment she gets there. She's off the second she's sitting down. She has absolutely no idea, you know, what is going on. And we all know that if you're drinking or eating THC, it's going to hit you a lot later, but she didn't even want THC. She was totally, totally, you know, over the top, right? She was over the top. um, And it was clear to us that she was this was not high. When I'm, when you're high, you're not like making weird mouth. Something was up. I think with the slurring of it and the kind of the way that she was focusing and then her upside down jacket, my guess is that it was alcohol related. Maybe it was pills. I don't know. Maybe she hangs out with, you know, you can leave, Meredith. I don't know. So Denise Richards was on Jeff Lewis. Why does everything always happen with Jeff Lewis? We can talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Jeff Lewis does not get out of our lives. (laughs) Like no matter what Jeff Lewis had Denise Richards on his show. I want to say Thursday or Friday and Denise talked about it. And she basically said like, I think that guy, the chef, you know, gave me too much THC, like totally blaming the chef on this. Now, if you watch the show, you realize Denise was in no shape, no good shape at all. So as you can imagine, it's like telling someone I have a food allergy and then saying I went to that restaurant, I told them that I'm allergic to peanuts and they put peanuts in my food. This is devastating and very, very damaging for the herbal chef. So of course he went on his Instagram and he said, Denise Richards, you are such a damn liar. It's embarrassing and you should be ashamed of yourself. Let me tell you what really happened. Denise walked into Kyle's house absolutely obliterated. Her first slurred words to me were, do you know who I am? And the way he wrote it is like lowercase D uppercase. o, lowercase. y, Like so funny followed by a bunch of other gibberish that we could barely make out. In every interview since this episode aired, you you have acted as if you had no idea what was going on. We must have slipped something in your food or bottled water. Really? We went over the, the evening with you and everyone else at the table, including specifying how dosage works and that we would take our responsibility very seriously, especially... When someone would rather abstain from cannabis. A lot of people in the comments here are saying, I was so I'm sober and I would feel comfortable at that dinner. He was very responsible. He said it would be detrimental to my business if we left our guests incapacitated, don't you think? See, this should have been a beautiful moment for cannabis and the positive influence it can have in one's life if consumed responsibly. We take pride in our work and I've built an unparalleled unparalleled level of trust with the community and world at large through years of dedication to educating our guests and the curious minds around us through seminars da, 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 da. um she said and then he says your feeble ego can't even admit that you have something else going on and arrived under the influence from something else that you have to try and blame others instead of taking responsibility then you have the audacity to say how could Kyle Richards throw this party if she's sober or you think the pretty mess erica said she was effed up. You were in another realm and it was only you because spoiler alert, you have some deep seated issues that you're clearly working through in your own heart. Not surprised one bit that cannabis doesn't agree with you. It has a tendency to mirror one's true self. By the way, why do you think I was an anxious mess? That is my true self. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Kelly, for your super sticker. What a sweet moment, my love. Um, and then he says, and the enablers, and this is where Jeff gets in trouble, and the enablers, Jeff, you should be ashamed of yourself too. Did you not watch the episode and just felt it was your duty to suck up to every single person sitting across you in that chair, et cetera? Look, I will say this. I'm not, I mean, Denise has been going around saying this to everyone. I think when you're doing some sort of a interview and someone is telling you this, like, you're not going to sit there and interrogate the F out of it. I think everyone pretty much knew that Denise was not just under, um, you know, weed. Right. But the entire episode was quite an interesting, like that was an iconic moment, right? Where the upside down jacket will live on in infamy. And I would like at next year's Bravo con, I would like in the Smithsonian of all their outfits. I would like Denise's upside down jacket, but. Upside down. Okay. So, Andy, Andy, and a camera, we need that upside down jacket for sale. Um, What do you guys think? I mean, Denise Richards, listen, this is all a legend, but I know many people who know and have worked with Denise through the years. Um, I haven't heard very good things. I've heard some really nutty things, like nutty things, nutty things. So, I don't believe. Um, that she is to be trusted in a lot of these situations. I'm just going to say, just going to say. Okay. Is there any more Beverly Hills stuff? Oh, did you guys hear about Anna Marie Wiley, negative 8.5 and the um, Instagram account drunk drawn? Sorry, let me say that right. Drunk drawn. There is an Instagram account. If you haven't followed, you should. This account. I don't know specifically who's behind it. I imagine, well, someone very talented, but it's a, it's an account. A lot of you guys posted stuff in my, um, in my Facebook group over the weekend of some of their funny things. They're, they're just so good. So basically, oh, it's a man. Um, essentially he draws the housewives or pop culture characters in really, really out of, uh, really, uh, exaggerated ways. Right. Um, oh, he was on watch what happens. Oh no. Okay. You're talking about someone else. Okay. So for example, um, this is Kyle Richards and it says, honestly, I'd rather be toothless than deal with this. Right. So he does all the housewives and, um, he does a ton of other, you know, people too. This is the best. About Phaedra for Ek and Sue. Oh Lord, don't make it Ek and Sue. Don't make it be Ek and Sue. Anyway, so funny. He does like this. Okay, so definitely follow this account. But apparently, there was a little drama this weekend because he drew Anna Marie. And if you if you find this picture, um, let me try to find it for you because it it got taken down. But it was it was a picture that is, I would say, um, hmm. Look, it's drunk drawn. So I just want to be very clear. This is a dr- this is a company or a man who draws very, very uh oh, drunk drawn was on Watch What Happens Live as the Bartender as well. Cause I know the weed chef was on Watch What Happens Live as a bartender, and so was the Brav Bros. So, like all these people that we're talking about. Anyway, the picture looked like this. Um Okay. Is it a physically um attractive picture? Absolutely not. But drunk drawn does not create pictures that make you look gorgeous, right? Drunk drawn definitely um gives you a little bit of a exaggerated look. And so I really want to be very clear that it's not just an Anne Marie, Anna Marie thing. It's definitely a general kind of drunk drawn um you know, vibe. However, Anna Marie did speak out about it and she thinks, and she called it cyber bullying. She basically shared the picture, which was a caricature of herself with huge muscles and a bottle of propofol used as general anesthesia hanging from the neck. Um, This had something to do with, of course, the nurse anesthetist and all that. She blasted the photo telling her more than 34,000 followers that she'd had to deal with a ton of racism and cyber bullying recently. And the pic- picture was a major example of that. She talks about the fact that she was a collegiate athlete, athlete who still worked out every day, which is why, I mean, she is built. That woman's got muscles, right? You can see that. Obviously she's gorgeous. I mean, her body is like gorgeous in that sense, right? If you want to, (laughs) I'm like, no, she's an 8.5. No, I'm just joking. Listen, I personally, um, I think everyone has like their attraction. Some people like really big muscles. She's very strong and she's clearly an athlete. Um, she's, she's talking about how you should be proud uh, to not be only a size zero and be beautiful and love yourself. But then she says drawing a black woman as a gorilla is disgusting and completely unacceptable. Um, she's dealt with microaggressions through the years, but she said the picture is a total new level of hatred. And she called out the artist who made it. Now, I just want you guys to like, remember that Kyle, yes. Like what we just said, Kyle has no teeth, right? Um, this is Meredith from Salt Lake City with her chest. I don't believe, thank you, Tanya. I don't believe that this picture for Anna Marie was anything wildly inappropriate for this account, right? It gets confusing and it gets a little tricky when you throw in some sort of like, you know, when it's about a racist issue or something, you know, offending about the fact that she is a black woman and she felt like it was a gorilla. But I don't know. Do you guys, did you guys think it was an actual gorilla? I don't know. The picture was obviously really highlighting the strong, big muscles that she had. Do I feel like she's getting it a little bit uh, twisted and taking it too personally? Yes, I do. Because the, the, the company is, it's not a real reenactment. Like it is literally an exaggerated photo. Now, meanwhile, the, the man behind Drunk Drawn says, I made a mistake. If you follow me, you know I exaggerate the human form and behavior in pop culture. I want to acknowledge the recent post I made of Anna Marie Wiley. I've seen both Anna Marie's response and several followers mention the racism this triggers and I should have known better. I want to make it clear that was not my intention. Please forgive me and know that I will carry this lesson with me and do better going forward. It's very tough, you guys. I don't think he did anything wrong. I believe that it wasn't intentional. Um, I, I, I Sometimes I think that, the, you know, we draw the line over how much you can take. Now, Anna Marie, my guess, is getting taken down from so many angles online because of her, like, abhorrent behavior on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills over these last four episodes. We've all talked about it, right? Negative 18.5. So I personally do not understand. um, I don't think it's about drunk drawn. I think drunk drawn was a great way for her to just like put it and pin it on something. But I think she was already feeling very, very upset and very, very sensitive about many things. Now, I love that he apologized. Look what he just um, posted. That is Travis Kelsey kissing Taylor Swift. And he said, I guess I'm watching the Super Bowl. Yay, sports. Yep. That's right. Kelsey and Travis made I mean Kelsey and Travis. <laughs> Kelsey and Taylor made a very, very public display of their love and affection yesterday on the court after he won the championship game before the Super Bowl. So, it's kind of fun. Kind of fun to know that they're going to both be in the um that we'll see Taylor at the Super Bowl. I can't believe that the Super Bowl didn't hire Taylor Swift to, to perform this year. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we had Taylor performing? And Travis playing. I mean, instead we get Usher. Is anyone excited about Usher? I would like one person to tell me that they're excited about Usher. I am not personally excited about it. Um, this is such a random news story, but I saw it this morning on deadline, and I need you guys to understand how exciting this is. Okay, on the field, not the court. Thank you. <laughs> I love sports. Hashtag. Do you guys want to know what? new show is going to be upon us soon. Now, if you're a fan of Sister Wives and if you're a fan of TikTok, you may be very excited about this upcoming one. Hulu is greenlighting a show called The Secret Lives of Mormon Wives. Are you joking? This is my dream. This is my Super Bowl. This is my Roman empire. I want to watch the Mormon wives. Now, if you're on TikTok and you know, like the Mormon Utah wives, right? With their Stanley cups and their perfect new construction homes with a lot of shiplap. Okay. And some of them have orgies. Do you remember that whole drama? I am so excited about this. Cannot wait. Like get that show on my TV Immediately, it basically says that um, this—it's uh, a group of Mormon women who are swingers. Remember, that's literally what it's about. Um, do you guys remember seeing this on? If you don't know what I'm talking about on TikTok, there's a whole story about this, you guys, and it's really, really interesting. And if you guys want more information, maybe I deep dive. That's a good Patreon deep dive. Is deep diving the Mormon Swinger Wives. I'm going to do this. That's a good Patreon, right? Mormon Swinger Wives. (laughs) I can't believe I'm writing this down. Lance is going to like come to my uh, desk at some point and look at my notes and be like, why are you writing down Mormon Swinger Wives? Cannot wait. All right. We talked about Sutton. We talked about Denise I think it's time that we talk just a little bit about Caroline Manzo. This is pretty, pretty bad, y'all. Ay, yi, yay, Okay. So over the weekend, or I think on Friday, maybe it was Saturday, I can't remember, we saw that there are actual court documents about um, – you know, Caroline Manzo's lawsuit against Bravo. If you guys remember on Friday, I think it was Friday's show, it got announced right before the show. I talked about it and we, we went into the details about Caroline suing Bravo. Now, what's crazy about this case, the reason why I say this is because normally we believe the victims. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about in general, like the audience. From my perspective, talking to you guys, from seeing the comments that have come in on Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube. You guys do not believe Caroline. You guys believe Brandy Glanville. Now, my gut feeling is has never been to believe Brandy because Brandy's Brandy. She seems like such a mess. She's such a hot mess. So I don't personally believe Brandy in a lot of cases. But I find find it so interesting that you guys are so hell-bent on believing Brandy on this one. Now, I'm wondering if after seeing the court documents, after seeing the, the transcripts basically of what Caroline is alleging, do you still believe Brandy or do you believe Caroline? And if you do believe Brandy... What do you think about this? So I'm not going to get into a lot of it or all of it, but I will tell you guys, I'll read you guys some of the information. Um, essentially, Glamville Brandy was having a... um I think there was some sort of argument between them. I'm not exactly sure, but it says, um, the first line says, Manzo walked onto set and onto the film shoot. Manzo made a conscious effort to be kind to Glanville in order to move past the argument between them. So they must have had some sort of an argument. While on set, Caroline went to have a drink. And a lot of the drink cast members were drunk and drinking or drinking. You know, whatever. Remember who was there? Like I don't know everyone off the top of my head. I know Gretchen was there from OC. I know Brandy Glanville was there. I know Alex McCord from New York. Um Phaedra. Uh uh, who am I missing? Um now I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was there's some really good ones. It's a good cast. So um Okay, interesting. I'm reading your guys' comments. So basically, uh, a lot of the housewives were kind of like messing with Caroline, apparently, according to her, that they were asking her about her boobs, et cetera. On the evening of Tuesday, January 24th, so we're basically one year from this, Caroline and her castmates retreated to a couch near the bar to watch a snake handler. Clearly drunk, Glanville walked over to Manzo, spread Manzo's legs, and leaned into Manzo. She laid her head on Manzo's inner thigh. Caroline pulled away and moved to the other end of the couch. Now, remember, Caroline is five feet tall. That's my height. And Glanville, Brandy, is one foot taller. She's clearly a much bigger woman than Caroline. Although I feel like Caroline is, like, tougher, right? Um, Glanville apparently followed Caroline, sat right next to her on the couch, present, pretended to kiss her, um, and kept doing that. Caroline was very uncomfortable. She then uh, proceeded to mount. Let's talk about this. You guys mount Manzo on the couch, holding Manzo down with her body, forcibly squeezed Manzo's cheeks together and thrust her tongue into Manzo's mouth while humping her. So I want you guys to understand, should I act this out? um, pretend my chair is, is Caroline. Okay. You won't hear me. Cause I'm going to walk away from the mic. This is Caroline. I'm Brandy like this, right over her and like mounting her and trying to make out with her, grabbing her and squeezing her tongue into her mouth. Like, no, thank you. Now, I'm shocked over this because it sounds to me like they were shooting a scene. You don't get a snake handler for the girls trip, ladies, without having a um, a freaking... They're filming, right? Thank you. Someone said, Vicky, Gretchen, Brandy, Camille, Ava, Phaedra, Alex, and Caroline. Thank you, baby gorgeous. Um, so they're filming this. So are they thinking it's funny at this moment? Now... Um, Caroline pushes Glamville off her body, but Glanville was restraining Manzo with her much greater weight, size, and strength that was unable to free herself. Eventually, Caroline was finally able to break free from Brandy. Now, are cameras filming this? This is where I need to know, because according to, you know, production 101, when you see someone in an uncomfortable position, especially in these days... And this was one year ago. This wasn't eight years ago. You stop it, right? Like talk about, um, or is it because it was two women that they were just like, this is fun. This is funny. This is just like a drunk fun moment. Because if that was a man on top of a Caroline or on top of any woman, it would be absolutely impossible to watch without stepping in and saying, this is not okay. Now it even gets worse, but it reminds me of that below deck episode that we all got into the down under season last, last year, right. Where the producers had to like step in because of that drunk, I forget what his name was. One of the drunk guys that was trying to hook up with one of the other girls on the, you know, in the crew and producers stepped in. So like, why is this not like, it's on camera, you guys. Yes, I mean, it had to have been on camera. I agree. I agree. so, um so then it says, Caroline, she was distraught, scared, and confused. She gets up from the couch she she goes over to hold one of the snakes. oh my, that, that's random. But just to kind of like hopefully, you know, leave the situation, and obviously Brandy, like a snake was protecting Caroline from brandy. What are the chances of that, right? start, try try to remain um, calm. But remember, and this is actually really sad. When she was seven years old, Caroline was assaulted in this way. So this was starting to trigger all these kind of like fear feelings. And I, I, I understand this not personally, but like, I understand post-traumatic, you know, stuff happens, PTSD. And so she was in a state of shock. Like, did this really just happen? Now, meanwhile, she gets up, she goes to the bathroom to wash her hands. Brandy Gretchen Alex McCord and Caroline walk into the bathroom at the same time. So Brandy follows her into the bathroom. As Caroline stands at the sink, washing her hands, Brandy enters the bathroom behind Caroline, forces, oh gosh, guys, forces her her V against Manzo's body. So basically she's like, you know, grabbing, she's kind of like behind her body to body. Wraps her long arms around Manzo's, forcibly restraining her and begins washing her hands with Manzo's hands entwined. So basically, basically what's happening here is that Caroline is washing her hands and Brandy goes around her and washes her hands. But like over Caroline's body. Um, Bathroom door was locked. Glanville pinned Manzo's body against the door. Now this part is insane, right? Pins her body against the door. Where are the other girls? She presses her breasts and you know what against Manzo. Manzo tried to unlock the door, could not get out. Brandy repeatedly hit Manzo's hand away from the door lock. Then she reaches around Manzo's body, groped, grabbed, and forcibly fondled her area down there and up here. And at the same time, she pushed her face into Caroline's neck in order to kiss her. You guys, what is happening? From inside the bathroom, Manzo cries, help, 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 help. But no one came. Um, producers were listening to this interaction on radio and audio, and even sent one of them to the bathroom door to investigate, but he never opened the door or took any other action to intervene and stop the assault. Manzo, visibly shaken, was finally let out of the bathroom after Alex McCord saw what was happening, unlocked the bathroom door. After this, Manzo, clearly shaken, tried to gather herself all the while while thinking to herself, you are here to do your job, do your job, and proceeded to the dining room for dinner. And at the dinner table, she was trying to regain her composure, Brandy was Sounds hammered because she was yelling at one of the producers, Laser, that she wants to F him. I wonder if Lance knows Laser, right? Um... Manzo, Caroline, got up from the table to the bathroom again, and Brandy tried to go into the bathroom again that night with her. She said, I'm going with you. You've had too much to drink. Caroline said, I am not intoxicated. I am fine. Brandy started massaging Manzo's you-know-what up here, and Manzo objected, telling, saying, I think it's time for you to leave. Manzo says, I got abused. At one point, Eva, Eva, another cast member, stated Brandy is over-accosting her, and she wants it to stop, referring to Manzo. Defendants continued filming plaintiff throughout, even though she was distraught from the sexual assault. Y'all, what in the world? Now, now that you heard all this, whose team are you on? Now that you heard, whose team were you on? You guys, let me try to explain something there's theres two things here. Number one, when you film a show like this, there are cameras everywhere. Not only are there cameras, um, handheld cameras that aren't really there, there's no cameras in the bathroom, obviously, for privacy reasons, but they're 100%, and I could be wrong, but I believe there's probably enough kind of like set up robo cams to catch something. Like, for example, if You know, on Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy, if Luann walks through the the hallway with the chef or whatever at the end of the night, like we see it on camera. They have RoboCam set up so that they kind of can have access to see from a control room, which room are the people going in right now, right? Brandy is straight up saying, show the footage, film the, um, air this already because I'm ready to move on with my life. Now, would Brandy be so adamant to to show the footage If she did this, how are we not seeing the footage? Obviously now she's suing Bravo for Caroline to go all in and sue a huge network. The amount of money that she's spending, the amount of money that she could lose here. How could it not be true? I just can't understand how it could not be true. How would she go this far and sue? And like, this is not just like, you know, saying bad things on a podcast. She is suing Bravo. She is literally doing what Bethany couldn't, right? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, I want to look at your, your comments are coming in like crazy. And if you guys are watching this video on replay, you can always go back and watch the live chat comments, but it's pretty crazy that we're not seeing footage. Forget us. I mean, I want to see the footage but like the lawyers like now they're going to have to see the footage like there's no way that bravo gets away with saying like we don't have cameras producers were there cameras were there the snake handler was there this was a sh- a filmed night the dinner is filmed everything's filmed okay so you guys are all over the place with your with your stories um some people think this is only one side of the story um some people are saying, how are people on Brandy's side? It's so beyond me. Uh, if Caroline was telling the whole truth, she would want the footage to prove it. Brandy is the one that wants the footage released. Michelle says, this all isn't adding up. I don't think it's necessarily about being on Brandy's side. It's about needing both sides of the story. I agree. It's all insanely complicated. And I don't want to say, must believe Caroline, because she's has this... Um, you know, this very, very clear transcript. But I also don't want to be like, you know, tell Caroline, no, we're not going to believe you because if any of that happened, even if it only happened once, it's not okay. It's not okay. But we do need to see all of it. And hopefully if it does go to court or even if it does get settled, footage will be released. I, uh, I mean, you can't mess with footage, right? Like, that's the one thing that you are absolutely. Ah, you guys, it's really, it's, it's sad. It's depressing. It's not positive, like happy news. And it really is awful for Bravo. And Bethany is singing and dancing to TJ Maxx. I haven't seen Bethany in a long time. Have you guys seen her stuff on your feeds? Like, I feel like she kind of went quiet. Um, but this is probably making her happy. Although I know she like, Caroline's probably like, I'm not, I have nothing to do with you, Bethany, you know? Um, a lot of you guys believe that, you know, lawyers would not do this. They would not go up against Bravo unless there was actual evidence or actual something that they believe Caroline. I do believe that. I think they do have something. I think Caroline is telling the truth to some extent. And Brandy really honestly may have just like chalked it up to just being a drunk Brandy. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Okay. Potomac. Talk about it just for a few minutes because I did watch it this morning. Um, I have to say today's, this episode, while boring, which they are, are really boring, I did actually enjoy the episode. I don't know why. It was light. It was fluffy. I don't know. It was kind of fun. There wasn't a lot of Robin. From what I realized, Robin is a downer. Robin and Giselle both kind of down me out. Like, I'm just like, show me Karen Huger. I just want an entire hour with Karen Huger. You know my feelings. And I love Candace. Those two, I'm very, very into. NECA, I can't. She drives me bananas. So what happened on this episode? A whole lot of nothing, but something. The editors do a fantastic job at this show. Um, That's one thing. They have a lot of fun with it. Karen basically invites some of the girls and then turned into all of the girls, which offended people to her grandmother's old, old hundred some year old home um, to do some hoeing. That's not a joke to literally, you know, take a hoe, do some work. Um, Nothing really happened. They had some fun. just kind of fun. There was a little conversation between Wendy and NECA. Okay. NECA, we got to see NECA at home with her husband. And, you know, she has this new house. It looks like a beautiful home, actually. It was so white. Did you guys notice that? I'm like, you guys want kids? Everything is white, including her outdoor patio furniture are white, like beautiful chairs. I'm like, "Mm, this is not going to work. Either way, um, NECA drives me nuts. The way she talks to her husband, the way she acts, just like, I can't, I can't, drives me crazy. Um, But there was a scene between Mia and Robin in some sort of salt room. Now, you know, it's getting bad in life when they take two housewives to basically a cave, a salt room, and just like put them on some random chair and throw a blanket on them. And they're like, shoot a scene. I'm sorry, is this for real. Now I've heard that rock salt is actually very healing. I know a lot of people that have like rock salt lights and this and this and that. I'm going to open a salt room, literally like put, oh, it sounds like a salt. (laughs) No, a salt room, like put like some salt on the walls and just be like sitting here. There wasn't even nice chairs. It was like cheap, um, You know, patio furniture chairs like from Marshall's, like okay, just sitting here. OK, supposedly it helps your sinuses go. Mia talks about the fact that she's, you know, she tried to secure an, a divorce attorney and of, of all people for Robin to give her the advice like why? You guys are great. I'm like, this is not who you're gonna be getting good advice from, marriage advice. Now, I already told you leave Robin and Juan alone. Let them live, let them live however they want. But the fact that she's totally in denial, even on camera, to be like, yeah, we go to therapy. You know me, sponsored by BetterHelp. I am a big believer in therapy. If anyone needs couples therapy, it's Robin and Juan. Guys, use my code betterhelp.com slash Donna for 10% off. Um, anyway, I just don't, I just you know, that, that storyline is like, it's, it's all just guys. It's all just like, whatever, but I do like watching Karen and she's so funny with her husband and just every comment that she makes, makes me laugh. Now, a lot of you guys are really, really hardcore on married to medicine. You will be happy to know I am slowly making my way through season one. (laughs) So by 2026, I will be up to speed, but if you guys want to talk married to medicine. I will make it my job to watch it with you guys. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think of anything else happened. I feel like that's it. (laughs) It's a lot of information. Oh, some you guys wanted me to cover this, Jeff Lewis. So Jeff Lewis and, um, you know, we all know the fallout between Jeff Lewis and Heather McDonald. Huge public fallout. This is like how a lot of you guys found me back in, you know, April time. No, March was when Heather and Megan had their fight. And I don't remember specifically when the big... Um, Jeff and Heather falling out was. Maybe that was like July or June. I don't remember. But anyway, Heather McDonald, this rem- this is just makes me laugh because Jeff makes enemies wherever he goes, right? This is part of Jeff. We just know that. Like Jeff takes, like he goes through life and he has a few people that he stays friends with. But like most people just kind of, you know, peace out um, for a variety of reasons. We're not going to get into the details of, well, maybe I will at some point. But anyway, Heather McDonald and and Jeff Lewis are very famously not on the same side anymore. They're no longer friends. The big earring debacle, um, all of that of last year. And now Justin Martindale is a very, very regular, um, funny addition over on Jeff Lewis. So, you know. But Heather McDonald was seen over the weekend with Stu, Chef Stu, Jeff Lewis's ex. Now, what they were doing, I don't know. I'm blocked from Heather on Instagram. So I can't tell you what Heather does on her Instagram stories. I just see from what you guys tell me. But I always find this interesting. You know how they say birds of a feather, right? When my mom and dad got divorced, when I was really young, my dad started dating another woman. My mom and her despised each other. And then my dad and her broke up. And guess who became best friends? My mom and that woman, because this is what happens after there's like breakups of some sort, two people that feel, you know, both in the same situation, right? They both feel like, um, hurt by the same person. They bond, they trauma bond. I mean, we all know who's going to be next in that threesome, although I don't know if there's going to be a group. Who do you guys think is going to be next in that crew? if it's in Texas, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so yes, Heather was hanging out with Stu. Now I do believe that Heather and Stu have a friendship. You know, obviously they met through Jeff, but I do believe they have a friendship separately. I don't know how close they are. I don't know any of that. Um, the picture, the posting of the picture is a dig. We all know that. There is no way that you don't, that you post a picture, like we all have seen that kind of behavior, right? The only reason to post a story, an Instagram story on your very public feed that you know everyone is watching, that's going to hurt someone or trying to dig at someone that isn't invited or isn't part of it. My guess is to, you know, to upset and hurt Jeff. But listen, I mean, the shade is shading the drama is dramaing, and honestly, just like Phaedra said on last week's Traders, the wind is winding. I personally love following drama surrounding Jeff Lewis and his crew, the chump drama, the wannabe chump drama, the uh, the audience, the fans the guests, the ex guests, like it's just so good and we can't really get enough of it. So thank you so much for giving us so much content, Jeff Lewis, and also giving us so much drama because (laughs) life is tough right now, y'all. We need, we need a little bit of a, a happy, happy time. So anyway, um, Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you today. Tomorrow is the Vanderpump Rules premiere. Are we going to be watching that? I am going to obviously talk about that in depth on Wednesday. Um, And yeah, so we'll get into it. Have a great one, you guys. Talk to you soon.